¿Qué es lo que es, mi gente? Welcome to the Tres Golpe Podcast. With your host, Belkis. Eva. Y yo, Kaira. ¿Qué es lo que I am we so have, excited. We have a great guest today. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? So Haley Ramon. So I am so excited about this episode. I've been since season one. We have been like, we need to talk about finance. We need to talk about finance, and you always come to mind. Literally. We I met you around three years ago in a Chica Project event mm -hmm. where you were presenting, and I was like mind blown. I was like, she's amazing. She created something amazing. I followed you immediately, um, and I was like, this is the perfect person to have this podcast. So I'm gonna stop here because I want you to introduce yourself, where you're from. Mm -hmm. Why do you why are you why are you here today? And then let's talk about your baby. Yes. You found something. What did you found? You're the yes. owner, founder, mm -hmm. CEO, dale, entrepreneur. Dale. Maldita voz. Ay, 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 la ay, voz, ay, ay. la jefa de algo. <laughs> de el que. Tú me dices a mí. De dinero, Crona. Ay. <laughs> so yes. So Haley, where are you from? Hablando de ti, loca. Hablame de ti. So I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Oui. Um, but I was raised between Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. Okay. So, como a los seis meses, mi mamá took me back to Bani um, with hey. my dad. And that's um, the first three to four years I lived there with my two brothers, my family. And we lived a very upper middle class lifestyle. Like, Tú eras riquita, de la verdad. De la riquita, americanita. Sí. Y mi papá tenía Ay, un par de en Bani, en la capital. Y teníamos par de casa, apartamento, carro, o sea, literalmente, éramos los riquitos de, de mi... Del de, bloque. Del bloque. Y la ya. sensación del bloque, porque tenía, se ve bien, eh, acá, y tenía tiene como, visa. Tenía como cuatro años. Ah, diablo, yo pensaba que era como ocho o diez. Qué sensación. Qué sensación. Del bloque, sí, ocho de nada. Tú sabes que yo siempre voy por ahí, así que dale, sí. Te entiendo. Um, después, my dad got into some financial trouble. And so we lost everything. Mm. And he had to, he basically went bankrupt. So él vendió la casa, he sold all the cars. Um, and he, it was one of his best friends that stole most of his money from Lo Colmado. Oh yeah. Right? And this is going to be relevant for a future conversation when we start talking about financial trauma. Yeah. Um, but with that situation, that financial situation, my mom took my brothers and I back home to her so it was in salinas puerto rico and there we lived for about four to five years and as a single parent my mom had two jobs one being a housekeeper and then one working as a cafeteria lady mm -hmm. at my school which to me at that time was the coolest thing like mm -hmm. i was able to go to class go to the um cafeteria and i could see my mom right? <laughs> yeah. like i'm like All of y'all are wildin' because you have to wait till you get home to <laughs> see your mom. Mom. So yeah. my like, mom. My mom is here, here. with food. With, <laughs> like she's feeding all of y'all, right? Like right. to me, that and was she's such giving a, me the cool food too. Yes, like to me, that was such a point of orgullo. Yeah, to me at that time. Yeah. Um, when that was just like not working financially, my mom then decided to come to the states, specifically to Boston, and I was about nine years old, mm. and. Out of my entire family, excluding my dad, I was the only one who didn't know English because I was raised mm -hmm. in Bani. Sí. Mm. When I came to Boston, I didn't know the language. And 
we were couch surfing for about two years, family to family. And um, we shortly then went into the the public housing system Mm -hmm. in Boston. We basically survived out of SNAP benefits, which is food stamps. Mm -hmm. And um, my mom was also working two jobs again. And I had to learn a lot of the things to like fend for myself at a very young age to kind of help around the house and just help myself in in the long run. Um, So that's kind of like the gist of my background and and where I came to be. But um, I quickly found out that in this country, education was had to be the medium for me to make something of myself, right? And that was something from a very young age. Que mi papá siempre me decía. He was like, la vida te puede quitar todo, pero nadie nunca te puede quitar tu educación. Yes. That and that's to fact. this day. Yeah. Like that, that was my main factor. Um, and so like that's, those were the words that drove me to attend college for the first generation. So I went to Smith College. Okay. Which is now women's um, private liberal arts. And then Where is I, that? Northampton. So it's about two hours out of Boston. Okay. Entonces, a little over that. Um, ¿Qué, I, ¿Qué te estudiaste in college? Uh, sociology and Spanish. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, which is interesting because at that time, for those who don't know, Smith College is a very wealthy, very white. And when I say wealth, is old money wealthy. Okay. Um, so a lot of... Terms such as wealth. Yes. Not these people with this fake Gucci and shit. No, 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 no. Real product situations. Like Dior. Yeah. Like we're coming in here with Hermes. Right. Right. (laughs) Talking about vintage. The vintage (laughs) collections. Vintage collections. Yeah, no. And like and I had I had friends where they would invite me, um, oh, for the weekend, like let's go to my parents, my dad's private um. Island. Resort in Tulum, Mexico. Oh wow! El Diablo. You like, still, you still talk to them? Todavía. Yeah. Like, they're your friends de lejito, de lejito, No, look, no, look. We oh. use the, re- the the word friend very lightly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. My acquaintance list just grew this weekend. So, go ahead. Um, but it it was the first time that I was introduced to privilege. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't, I didn't necessarily understand what that was until probably my senior year of college mm. um, when I just came more into myself and I was able to question a lot of the systems that I grew up on and that through my sociology education, I was able to understand and put names to a lot of the things that I had experienced in this country. And so um, my education specifically with sociology and in that environment got to really helped me understand a lot of the different traumas that I had undergone in my upbringing. Mm. Um, And it just helped me put names to a lot of the situation and a lot of the things that I was feeling that at that time I felt so isolated in this Mm -hmm. country for feeling, right? Like I'm like, this is a very me problem. Um, And it wasn't until my early twenties that I'm like, this is a systematic issue. And in having friends talking about money and talking about wealth and talking about privilege, and experiencing that and then them realizing like this i'm doing this because i have all of this mm. helped me also understand that wealth plays a very important um role in how you show up to the world and how others perceive you mm. um independent if you choose to play into that role or not right like mm-hmm. there's something about it's not having money 
is having wealth. Yes. That is, wealth is very silent. Like that access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wealth, having yeah. access to wealth, it was such a silent thing. Whereas rich, you need to constantly be showing people, mm-hmm. oh, I have money. You do that yes. through brands. You do that through yeah. what you have. It's through like the, the tangible things that you have. Yeah. And so like being in at Smith made me realize like there's a difference between having money and having wealth. Diablo, coño, está de pinga. I know. And that was my first introduction <laughs> to that notion. Um, after that, I, I attended Boston University College of Communication, and I got my master's in advertising. Uy. Pero, pero, <laughs> después de Smith, yo dije, y gracias a Dios que I, I really don't have a lot of student debt. Pero yo dije, yo más nunca voy a volver a pagar, dije, por un papel. <laughs> un préstamo. No, no. No. When you hit, yo, no. I'm going to get my graduate degree. When you get that, that <laughs> paper, you're like, yo, this cost me $30,000. Yeah, pero ven acá. Minimum. Can my salary do not work. Yo, oh, yours no. cost you $30,000? You're doing well. I, I'm, I fucked up. <laughs> and so I didn't. Okay. I got a job as an administrator um, for college of communication. I got my master's at nighttime. So it, nice. I was doing both. Mm-hmm. So, so you I were can, smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If one thing I could I could tell you all today is don't be out here paying for no degree, especially if it's yeah. after um, your bachelor's. Like there's yeah. so many other ways you can have companies, you can have organizations pay for your degree. Um, there's no reason why you need to indebt yourself more for something that's not going to give you a great return of investment. Other, mm-hmm. um, we will be talking about return of investment soon. <laughs> yes. So at one moment, or liability. <laughs> so at one moment, because we're already, you know. Naciste en Baní, te mudaste a los Estados Unidos. Era una boss. Hiciste tu, ba- tu bachelor, tu bachelor, hiciste tu master. At one moment, you were like, you know, me cansé de maybe work for someone. Me cansé. I want to start my own thing. Mm-hmm. And you started Dinero Chronicles. At one moment, you were like, this is my opportunity for me to start this. And what does Dinero Chronicle means to you? Oof. Yeah. I would say, um, and this might be a shocker to a lot of people, it was... Definitely, it was this year that I saw the Neto Chronicles as a business. This year, after how many years with you maintaining de, a, a, de a brand? Después de two years and a half. Mm. Wow. Um, I'm, I would say I'm definitely an, an example of this. I think oftentimes when we think about entrepreneurship, you think about, I have to have all these different things lined up, do mm-hmm. before, prep all these different things, plan it out. Y tú tienes que hacerlo todo a la misma vez. And I put myself on that, that pressure for a very long time. And I that's when I experienced imposter syndrome. And that's when I started comparing myself to other accounts mm-hmm. that was on the platform, on, on Instagram, um, other Latinas talking about money. I started comparing myself and that froze me creatively. Okay. Um, because I started questioning what was I saying that was so different from all these other platforms and from my point of view it wasn't any different i wasn't saying anything differently that wasn't already out there and so in my mind for me to create a platform that was powerful i had to create something that was no longer out there and it took me a very long time to realize that that's not that's not really the case Mm -hmm. um thankfully enough I had still a community that reached out to me like, hey, are you okay? Like, I see I see that you're not posting. Like, I miss your post. Like, yeah. I want I want to know, like, como que, que, que tip tú tienes para mí? Like, yeah. what's going on? Like, yeah, and yeah. 
once I realized that my power was not necessarily about the topic, but it was the community that I was serving and that they wanted to specifically hear, well, what the Suheili has to say. say. Um, That's when I started thinking and considering this platform, like this, this could be, this could be a business for myself. Um, And it's, it's funny because I, I know majority of people who followed my account since the beginning saw that in me from the very beginning. We did. Yeah, we did. From the very beginning. And it took me such a long time after that to see that in myself. Isn't that funny? Because for me, when I met you, like, I don't know how many years ago, when we Mm -hmm. had that experience, yo te vi, es una persona, like, tiene su brand, tiene su Instagram. Organizada. like, she knows what she wants, the vision. The way you saw other people. Yeah, we saw you. So it's funny how, like, Sometimes us, we are we are our worst enemy. Oh, yes. We like, pero no nos vemos como esta persona, pero este podcast no son así, pero... pero I'm like, gonna say that, like, for, I mean, for me, my journey in this podcast world, like, that really resonates with me because, especially with Tres Golpe, mm-hmm. I know we want it to be unique and I think um, we have a unique voice because... We are Dominicans doing podcasts, right. women, no hay mucho de nosotras, but still, there is a community mm-hmm. that are talking about these same topics. And a lot of times I would be like, pero ya todo el mundo está hablando de eso. Like, yeah. tú entiendes, but it's the way we deliver, it's the way that we're building this community that mm-hmm. want to hear from Jokaira, from Ava, from Belkis. Right. And it's hard, it's difficult, especially when we're coming from our own insecurities and like Oof. the systems in our communities that in reality keeps like no dicen yo calladita te ves más bonita since you are since you can understand things like right. dime oh when you es una manera de tu como romper yeah. what they put you so sometimes it's hard to get out of it oh it's difficult. it's hard to get out of it so but i don't want us to leave because you told me that a year ago mm-hmm. was that you actually centered into ¿Qué es Dinero Chronicles? This year. And you talk yeah. a lot about community. Yeah. So ¿Qué es Dinero Chronicle? And yeah. what is that community that you can talk about? Yeah. So Dinero Chronicles is a platform um, that empowers and educates Latinos on personal finance and personal finance literacy. Um, it's a community that, though I center it around Latinos because it, it is a topic that our community doesn't talk about um, it. It a lot of the topics that I touch upon is just relevant for Black and Brown communities because it's a taboo for clap, both. Clap, 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 <laughs> right. clap, clap. <laughs> and so um, I am very mindful that on this platform, I don't look at money or I don't talk about money in a way that is only the tangible dollar thing, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. in thinking about my sociology, I see money. And I'm like, well, how does money play in your relationships, Mm. romantic and platonic? How does it play in your household, Mm. right? Like, how do you have those boundaries with your money and your family? How do you have financial trauma? And so, like, I talk about my mental health and how I struggle with depression and struggle struggle my anxiety. But then how do I take care of my money while I'm going through those mental Mm. struggles? Mm. Or how do I set up those boundaries? How do I figure out what my boundaries are? 
with my money and then how do I make sure that I'm communicating and reinforcing those boundaries financially mm-hmm. cuando viene alguien me invita para un coro mm. cuando ya yo sé que pasé no, ¿cómo tú haces eso más o menos? <laughs> explíquenos porque... uh, so we have a problem with boundaries yes. and my relationship with money is a little toxic ok 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 ¿cómo así yo caer? expande sí. <laughs> eh, no me invite porque voy yeah. <laughs> sin cuarto sin cartera yo voy a mí no me importa eh, do you guys accept Apple Pay? <laughs> no. Ah, bueno, Belki, por favor, Eva, eh, cualquiera que esté aquí, me lo empresten hasta mañana. <laughs> uh, I'll Venmo you later. Eventually. So, um, like for me, creating financial boundaries is really understanding my goals. Okay. Um, and and how can I stay true? Like it takes so much self discipline. Like nothing about taking care of your money is easy you're gonna get a lot of mental a lot of emotional um struggles with it because there's things that people don't want to think about right like you don't want to put no restrictions in your life right now stop living your life right now for some sort of future yeah when in our community the term retirement is like non-existent yeah no existe So what happens is that we're in our yeah. late 20s, we're first generation, we're making good money, but now you're your parents' retirement account. Yes. Now you're your uncle's retirement account. And mm-hmm. so like when you don't when you don't set up those goals for yourself, you don't set up a plan for yourself, you're just doing that to then if you decide to have kids, to your kids as well. Ooh. Because you didn't want to take care of your finances. So in our Latino community, we we don't plan. Yeah. We literally live on survivor mode and then if you tell people like no no tu sabes I'm in a planning they shame you for that claro vive sí. hoy yeah. de hoy es que yo sé de mañana Exacto. yo no sé okay. what the fuck bro? tú te puedes joder mañana <laughs> yeah claro que me voy a joder porque no tengo ni un chele mañana literal <laughs> so it's 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 a vicious cycle because yeah. then you see yourself trying to keep up with this life that you know damn well you can't keep up. Right. And then you turn to credit cards. Mm. Oh. And then you get into debt to try to be this person that you know you can't be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you can't afford. Keeping up but, with this Dominican hype. <laughs> oh, <laughs> mira, I can only I can only talk from my experience being a Dominican and yo, trying to keep up is wild out here. It's the wild one. Especially in this generation where we're doing everything on such like a public platform mm-hmm. like we got more eyes on us mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. so like this this is shiny but let's make it shinier because right. la gente de allí no lo pueden ver bien yeah <laughs> listen <laughs> one thing about when you set financial boundaries um with your friends your family you're gonna lose some people mm-hmm Because you're going to quickly realize that your relationship, um, whatever that relationship may be, was founded on going out. Mm. So in this podcast, all of us, we believe a lot on journeys. Like all of us are in a different journey. And you use that. Like I think I see your past three years as your journey in Mm -hmm. finance and mental health. Something that you mentioned. What like what's because I believe there's a lot of people out there including myself that are going through a similar journey trying to like understand how to manage your finance pero como disfrutar la vida al mismo tiempo y pensar en el futuro uno necesita un balance yeah mm-hmm. what is your step one like what was that time what was the first thing you did to, to be like okay how do I work and my mental health and my finance 
pero con balance. Mm -hmm. And how do you set those boundaries? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say for me personally, I didn't have a balance at the beginning. Okay. Porque my priority was, I need to get out of this damn credit card debt. I didn't care. Yo no quería estar en el medio. No mm -hmm. me importaba. Because I'm like, ¿qué me importa a mí? Está gastando $100 every weekend. And I'm $15,000 in credit card debt. Like, to me, it became a, number, it became a numbers game. Yeah. You're yeah. like, I'm the like, math ain't math. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't this like, math. I'm always <laughs> in rest. Negative. I know like, I'm not an accountant, but these, this number was not adding up. No, like, it was really not adding up. Entonces, it, for me, it was a very easy, like, no me importaba say people, I'm not going to go out. Consist for, like, six months. No me inviten que no voy. Yeah. Bárbara. Me quité de todo lo que. Oigan lo que le voy a decir. No me inviten que no voy, coñazo. Ya lo dijiste. Ya estás aquí en el Pokémon. Ya lo dijiste. Suli, Suli, cada vez que tú... Cada vez que tú me veas a mí en Yo quiero ver un story. Yo quiero ver un story, Rafa. Invítenme si tú vas a pagar. Nada más me inviten si es chapeo. Estrictamente chapeo. Habla bien. Habla bien. Sí, es específica de la invitación. Sí. Nada más me inviten si me van a pagar todo y si me van a dar liquid IV después. Me tienen que pagar la gasolina. La gasolina, sí. Claro. Cerca de mi casa. Sí. No, no. No tiene que ser cerca de mi casa si me buscan. O me pagan la gasolina. Oh, ok, ok, ok. I'm like, si tú me quieres ver... Um, ven para mi casa, we can have wine, cheese at my house. And in ese transcurso, I did lose some friends. I did see, uh, there was a lot of people that I saw very little to none, right? And so like, it's, it's, the, type of, it's the type of thing that no one really talked about. Yeah. Like the moment you make financial priorities, things are going to change. <laughs> And not just your finances. Right. You're going to have to stand up for yourself. You're going to have to stand up for your values and be outspoken about that to the people that you love the most, which what I found is that whenever you're trying to do something new in your life, it is the people who know you and who love you and have always supported you that are going to be the most skeptical about you mm. because they have, they've, <laughs> they've grown so accustomed to this. <laughs> because they've grown accustomed to this version of you. Bella. Yeah. And it's hard seeing someone go through so much change and transformation that maybe that other person wish to do for themselves, but don't allow, don't give themselves the permission to do so. Mm. So that's why a lot of the times a lot of my support has been outside of my inner circle mm -hmm. for like those first year, year and a half. Yo no le dije a nadie que yo era Dinero Chronicles. loca! No, yo no le dije a nadie. A nadie. Nadie. It was like my mom y like my, mi, mi familia nuclear. So it was like my mom, um, one of my best friends and my brothers. Oh, that's funny. I didn't Pero know. yo no le dije a nadie. Because I, there was a, there was, Part of me that felt like, ¿Quién soy yo para estar hablando de dinero? ¿Tú te arranca? Right. No, no es igual que tú. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uno, uno en verdad se siente así. Like, claro. Like, oh, I'm a fraud. Yeah. yeah but but that inspire you to do better? Because it's like, you already, es como si tú te conviertes in who you want to be. Yeah. 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 How long were you, um, like, not the face of Dinero Chronicles? I would probably say like a year and a half ago. Wow. wow After three, yeah. three years. Yeah. Like 
if you go down my my Instagram, you will see anonymous. <laughs> you have no idea. No, no, no. You know what? You know what? I, I don't know if you guys remember when we first um started the podcast. Some people here wanted to be anonymous. Me, I wanted to be anonymous. Mm, like yeah. there was a yeah, like because I and I feel like there's a lot of comfort in that. Yeah. There's a lot of comfort. You can hide behind something that is not you, but you want to be it. Mm-hmm. I feel like personally that like it's a journey and you have to find like once you find your voice, once you like throw yourself out there and put your face, I map más responsabilidades. Oh. Because now this is yours. Now yeah. you are like going full force with this. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot you can lose when your face is It's the a, face of a project, you it's know. It's um, it's a form of accountability. Yes, mm-hmm. but it, but there's a lot that you can gain as well. Mm-hmm. That's what I've learned from this podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was like the reason why we put our faces in the logo was because we decided, you know what, our community needs to be seen. Right. We haven't been seen for so long. Yeah. We cannot be behind the cameras anymore. So. I completely agree with everything you guys just said. I one of the main forces that. I'm like, Suheli, deja tu pendejas. <laughs> okay? Porque yo me hablo así, yo me hablo. Like, en tercera, yo me hago una novela. Y yo me, di, yo me dije, like, I started scanning the different platforms that look like mine. And I'm like, okay, so majority of, somos de que Latina. Pero muchos de ustedes son white passing. Mm-hmm. Right? Talk about it. Muchos de ustedes tienen that, like, Nice wavy hair or straight hair. Mexicana. No estoy hablando mierda de lo mexicano. No, no, no. Because I have a lot of Mexican <laughs> friends and family. You know what she's yeah. saying, okay, people? Pero I'm like... No, no, tu experiencia, our audience know. Like, for me, I'm like... My power is being Afro-Latina, right? Is yes being from the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Is having Spanish as my first language. Is so it's like so many of the those experiences that I talked about earlier that I wasn't seeing on the platform. Yes. And I'm like, that's my power. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to show up on the platform physically and as my most authentic self. Damn. Um, but it was after a year and a half of yeah. being on it. I love yeah. that for you. That's amazing. <laughs> And she looks very good in her in all her videos. She did, <laughs> now she does TikTok she now. Yeah, she does TikTok now. And now she, you she see that was me, ask me anything. Los otros días. I love this. And I think also that you you were um, showing such a personal journey. People do not like to talk about money and more in our mm-hmm. in our. Um, culture like yeah. i don't know how much my mom made like we, mm-hmm. we didn't talk about salary we do not talk about salary mm-hmm. and i remember i had this conversation with other you know other friends from other culture where they were like hey i'm gonna tell you how much i make but mm-hmm. if i don't tell you we're losing mm-hmm. yes we're, like i need to tell you so we're in a competitive like right. so we are negotiating for the same amount so just because your journey was so personal mm-hmm. and it was about around finance i think that's why it was also a little bit difficult to show who you were at the beginning. Oh, yes. It's very course. taboo to talk about mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Like, in Let's talk cultura, about it. No, in nuestra yeah. cultura, tú no puedes hablar de dinero. Like, Ahora, out of pero, people's pocket. Like, like, it was just... I don't know if this happens to you guys, though. It has always happened to me. 
it's taboo to talk about money. However, they all want to know. And when I say all, like my mom, my dad, but they don't straight up ask you like, ¿Cuánto tú estás ganando? It's like, ah, pues tú estás bien. Yeah. En mm-hmm. <laughs> forma de puya. Also, puya. Oh, you know, oh, and you're just like, um, yeah, um, but I, but I have that. And like, yeah. it's, right, right. it's never, I actually, I'm trying to think of a conversation where I sat down with my mom and my dad or like any relative mm-hmm. because to really talk about money and how much I make. Mm-hmm. And I can't, no, there's none. I think I have had conversations with my two little sisters about money because nobody talked to me about money. Mm-hmm. Clap, clap, so, clap, yeah. clap. Yes. They know. I actually, actually, no, I'm not going to give it away. But my, my middle sister, um, I talked to her about debt like early on because I was in so much credit card debt mm-hmm. when I graduated college. And I was like, yo, somebody should have fucking told me about this How shit. this works. Mm-hmm. Like Capital One increases your fucking limit and don't tell you. <laughs> and then you have $5,000 under your name. My favorite thing is that they congratulate you. Congratulations. I want to know more about investment. Mm-hmm. How can we get started? Mm-hmm. How to? What is investing? What are the benefits? And why? Like why? Why should we do it? For me, investing was actually one of the financial topics that just didn't make any damn sense. It is. They make it so hard, <laughs> and it wasn't like for me. It wasn't it's just even. How do I start? But me, my confusion was like, why? Again, very from a very cultural com- point of view. Um, three years ago, I was just like, venga acá, y si yo me muero, <laughs> what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> si yo me muero, ¿quién va a usar todo eso cuarto? <laughs> and yeah, in, in my mind, like, I was like, so yo, yo no quiero que los míos se quede con nadie. No, de verdad, <laughs> I was like, so yo estoy aquí de pendeja, pero yo no tengo hijo, yo no tengo marido. So who is that money going to go to? Y sigues viva todavía. ¿Tú te imaginas? ¿Me entiendes? Después de tres años aquí viviste y coleando. ¿Me entiendes? Gracias a Dios, por favor. Eh, con salud, con salud. Entonces, it was a lot of self-educating to understand what was the purpose um, for even starting. And then it was a lot of self-educating on what are the different vehicles for investing. So for me... When I started, which was about um, about three years ago, this, I, the safest route was, okay, through my employer, which is your 401k. Mm. Um, and can, you explain, can you go deeper on that, please? Because I don't know what the fuck 401k is. Yeah, so I, it's interesting because most people say, no, I don't invest. And they're like, oh, but you have a 401k? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so you're, you're investing. Yeah. I, said final. I think I signed something that said 401k <laughs> when I got this job. <laughs> yeah. And that what that just means is that the money that the company is taking out of your check is going into an investing account for your retirement. Mm-hmm. Okay. That they just chose that what stock it yeah. is. But it's usually just a regular retirement account. Oh, okay, okay. Cuando empezamos a hablar de... Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Que te interrumpa. Yeah. Eh, and that's like hold by like Vanguard, some some of those Vanguard, right? Fidelity, okay. and Charles uh, Schwab. Okay, those are the three biggest okay uh, brokerage account. Okay, um, but there's there obviously a lot okay. more. Okay, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you, thank you. Of course. <laughs> um, so another vehicle that I learned was the Roth IRA. And the Roth IRA, es como una hermana, es literalmente la hermana of 401k. Mm -hmm. It's just a individual retirement account. Mm -hmm. So this means that instead of your um, your company or your employer taking that money out of your check before tax, this means that you are removing money from your check after you got the money and yourself are choosing the investments to go into your Roth IRA. Mm. So, tú me estás diciendo to all my Dominicans que tienen un colmado, que son entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. que quieren comenzar a guardar dinero para su retiro, Roth, Roth, Roth IRA. IRA es la mejor opción. Yes. Oyeron. Yeah. No quiero que me digan después que en este podcast no aprendieron algo. Que yeah. si no aprendieron, ustedes son brutas. Vamos a decir eso de nuevo. If you're an entrepreneur and you don't have like, you're not, it's not, you're not working with a corporation that have that as a benefit, what are you going to do? Open a Roth IRA. Thank you. And this is even, this is open even if you do have a 401k, okay. right? You're just, for a Roth IRA, you're just taking more power, you're being more intentional about where you wanted to invest your money. So that's when you want to look into different companies. You want to look at the health, the debt ratio. Estas son todas cosas that I'm teaching myself right now. Mm -hmm. And like, how can I look, how can I go into a business um, portfolio and understand the health of that business and figure out if that's something that I want to invest in? And that's what, yeah. like, if you have that type of time and you want to be that type of um, intentional, the Roth IRA is a great um, medium for you to start investing. But that one you can also do automatic too, right? It can be invested. So, es diferente. Es diferente porque, yes, you can have automatic withdrawals from your check, checkings to your Roth. Mm -hmm. But on a monthly basis, you need to go into your investment And you need to allocate how much money, like let's say you have, you're investing in, in, in Cinco Compañía. Every month you need to be intentional about going in and then allocating a specific amount to each of your investments. No, it's not a savings account. Mm -hmm. oh. You're not, you're, it's not like a, a um, it's not a, an automatic and then tú lo tira ahí. Mm -hmm. Because if you do that with a Roth, you're not actually investing. If you're just letting the money there and you're not allocating to specific companies, you're not investing. It's just it's in there, sitting there. Yeah. It's just in an investing account, but it's not in stocks or it's not in bonds or it's not in mutual funds. You need to go in and make that decision every bueno, single compay, month. Pues yo hice eso. Por eso que me lo están devolviendo para atrás. Good to know. Thank you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'll be better now. <laughs> Learning with Dinero Chronicles 101. <laughs> no hagas eso. Es verdad. Eh, después de aquí, tú y yo vamos a tener una sesión. Está bien. Sesión está bien. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, do you take clients? Do you, like, what, what do you see? Where else do you want to grow Dinero Chronicles? Or in what direction? Or how do you see the future of, of the Dinero Chronicles? So, I'm actually in the midst right now of building that, right? I am building a website for Dinero Chronicles. Um... I've been thinking a lot about like, what are my services? So I'm, I'm in the midst of getting my certification in financial instructor. So it doesn't mean that I'm a financial advisor, right? I can't sit with you and give you financial advice, um, which is what a lot of these financial content creators do on the platform. I specifically just don't prescribe to the notion that knowing that I don't have any certifications, that I could sit with you and give you 
really good financial advice for your specific situation. Um, because I like public speaking and I like working with communities and in groups, this certification in financial um, instructor is going to allow me to talk about topics of, well, what are your financial habits? Where did you learn that from? What are the financial foundational um, concepts that you need to know? How can I create a curriculum that is going to help you not necessarily how to budget or how to save or how to get yourself out of debt is how can I help you create different habits? How can I help you change your behavior so that when you yes, we do create this plan for you to better your financial situation, that you don't end up there again. And so that's the route that I decided to go um, and that I found fit for just like my style of, yeah. of teaching um, and educating. But that's what I'm focusing on right now. And it's what I'm really excited is what I'm it's taking most of my time. But it's it's been even a process of like, how do you build a business? Yeah. Right. Because I, I yes, I have this background of advertising. I know how to brand. I know social media strategy. Like these are all things that are not new to me. I studied them. Um, how did you build a community, a, an audience? But how do you build an LLC? What's the finances behind a business? Yeah. And so mm. like that's all things that I'm learning again by myself because I don't have anyone in my immediate circle has gone through that journey so it's taken a lot more of just finessing again so i'm, I'm mm. finding myself spending hours on youtube seeing okay so how do i fill out making sure that i'm filling out this like form correctly having anxiety over mm. like is this really what i want to do like i'm investing so much money on building this website I'm like mm. you know this llc is it you realize that no te dan following mm. over Rules the rules. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Is there any fees somewhere that I have? Right. Do right. I need a lawyer? Yeah. Do yeah. I need a lawyer for this? So it's it's so scary because yeah. it's mm -hmm. so unknown. Very unknown. However, I saw this tech talk, obviously, that usually entrepreneurs, when they invest the money and the time, that moment is when you don't stop. So ya porque tú pusiste dinero y el tiempo, it's very, very hard that you will quit, quit on that dream. Oye, ya yo no puedo. Exacto. So, <laughs> no. Ya me right No, no, no. This is either going to work or it's going to work. Exactly. There's like, ese punto donde tú pones el dinero, that they ask yeah. you like, what? oh, no, no, no. Aunque yo tengo que invertir mil más, it's going to work because it's I'm going to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And another, a, a main drive is that I'm really, this at this point in my journey, I'm fighting so hard to see myself have, uh, how others have always seen me. Oh my like God. I have to, I have to keep reminding myself like, amiga, really out here right now, all you're doing is trying to convince yourself of what other people have been telling you all along. Yes. Es que tú eres la mamá de 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 la mamá And so I, that's, I think that's my biggest barrier right now. It's the mental one. Yeah. Yeah. It's not necessarily the financial. It's not the education as to how to do it. Yeah. It's the mental um, barriers that are really, they're much harder. No, I feel like 
the mind games that we play with ourselves is the reason why we don't pursue a lot of things, mm. why we don't break certain habits, why we like move the way that we do. And it's because we're in constant battle with ourselves. And it's not until that we can like sit with ourselves and call ourselves out on our own bullshit, right. like on our own, like feeling like we're imposters. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of one of the And it's not until you are just like, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm that bitch. Facts. I will do it. No lies. I'm (laughs) busting. No lies. Bitch, don't say that. Don't say that. We're aging ourselves. (laughs) Hard, but yeah, you get the point. I wanted to ask. All right. So we've obviously learned so much. And I first want to thank you for being so, like, not even just honest, but authentic Mm -hmm. with your story and your journey. I think that's, like, the first thing we need to start doing when we start talking about money. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's something you've been doing. What are three takeaways or three tips that us we're we're part of the audience too like a couple already so like yeah like what are maybe three key things that you want the audience to leave with okay so the first tip would be for uh for savings Mm -hmm. and i would say it is crucial that you have a savings emergency fund so an emergency fund para comenzar is great if you have a thousand dollars saved now that is not enough for anything, for any real emergency. When I'm talking about emergency, it could be um, a sudden job loss, el carro se te dañó, medical expenses, any of that, right? So it's not de que alguien te invitó, it's a last minute it's, trip. It's not going to a villa in Santo Domingo, okay? Exacto. So my rule of, th- of thumb is saving up to three to six months of your monthly check of your work income um saving that up to six months por si acaso si tu pierdes tu trabajo y tu no encuentras un trabajo under this six months you can upkeep your lifestyle through that savings account because of that that money that you have saved right you don't have to tap into credit cards well that's a good one you have that money saved um another thing that i would say about savings is to not just having in it in a regular savings account so I'm gonna see like with big banks, like Bank America. Um, I found it to be most helpful to put in a high yield savings account where it's online. Alibank. Alibank is great. If you don't know what a high yield is, Google it, Google it, Google it. <laughs> so it's basically, just to give a quick recap, it's just a savings account that's most of the times it's online and it has a much higher APR. So banks that those smaller banks or online banks are adding more money while you're saving mm-hmm. um whereas for bank america for example they give you one penny a year mm-hmm. for like all the money that you're saving with them so you're not no está haciendo absolutamente nada and all those fees for what dime coño vale te meten fees hasta por donde no pueden <laughs> so entonces for a savings, it's always great to have it in a high yield savings account, to have three to six months of your monthly check, and then to have it in an, in an account where you don't have access to it, 
right away. Mm, yes. So I have it. I have my emergency fund um, in a high yield online savings account um, with Goldman. And for me to get access to that money, I have to wait at least yeah. three to six days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a credit or a credit card. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that has also helped me in situations where I'm like, is this really an emergency? Yeah. Right? Because you have to think about that. It's yeah. a process. Mm-hmm. And that's was something that I was not doing three years ago. Because I had it with Bank of America. It was the exact same account. Pop, un transfer, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had access to that money. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things with, with savings for an emergency fund is that, yes, you want to have access to it, but you don't want to have too much access to it. It's kind of like saving yeah. automatic Um out of sight, out of mind type of thing. Okay. Um, the second tip I would say would be retirement. So actually, let me backtrack. The second one should definitely be your debt, debt management. Mm-hmm. Um, majority of people reach out to me because they have 10, 15, $20,000 of credit card debt, over three to four credit cards. And I always give them these two tips is the first You're going to take all of your different credit cards and you're going to go from highest to lowest in your debt, how much you owe with each credit card. And then the second list is going to be highest to lowest in the interest. So you're you're going to have to pull out your statement Mm -hmm. um, document, which is something that most people don't do. It gives us anxiety, okay? It gives me anxiety to even look at my account sometimes. Yeah. I'm like, and that, I'm yeah. like, I'll just wait for it to decline. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm just going to keep swiping until they literally <laughs> tell me that <laughs> no ma'am, ma'am, your cheeseburger is <laughs> Your cheeseburger. Not even your cheeseburger, your McChicken oh, no. from the dollar yeah. menu. Eta fuerte. We're going to have to talk about that. We're going to have to think about that again. Yeah. We're going to meet after this. Yeah. 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 So the second list is have your first looking at um, how much is the company, the, ma- the bank charging you on a monthly basis off of interest. And I say that because sometimes I'm like, look at your APR. People's like, what's that? So it's like, just look. It literally says on your statement account, interest charged every month. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that when you're making payments, the minimum payments, you're really just paying off that interest and none of that money is going to your principal account, which is your your main balance. And so when you're like, I keep paying my credit card and it's not going down, it's because you're paying off interest mm-hmm. at that point. So you have two lists, right? You have one list of highest to lowest in debt amount per credit card. And the second one is looking at interest amount of credit card. I specifically always pay down my credit card debt focused on interest okay I do that. because i'm a very long-term type of person i don't really care for short-term gratification um and i think about long-term return of investment i'm like how much money am i losing yeah on a monthly basis if i just pay off um on the amount versus of interest and so i try to get out of the debt that has the highest interest that i'm being charged so paquita mm-hmm. right and then i can move on right even if that's the lowest um even if that's the lowest amount exactly um so i think that and it's it's that's 
that that's when it, the whole personal finance comes. So you're going to have these two lists and you're going to have to figure out, well, what do I care about the most? Do I care about getting rid of the highest amount of debt or the highest interest? And that's a decision that you're going to have to make personally. But those are the first two lists that I've always tell people, like once you're trying to figure out how to pay down or pay off your credit card debt, make those two lists. And that that's definitely going to tell you what your first step should be. Um, and then the third one is start investing. Like, first of all, make sure that you have a 401k with your, with your employer. If you don't, you can set up a Roth IRA. Um, pero si tú no quieres hacer eso, they're robo, um, Robinhood, right? Robinhood, Betterment, um, better, I believe it's Betterment, um, Acorns. I started with Acorns. Me too, yeah. Oh, I did. I started with Acorns, I think, when I was like, 18 someone yeah. told me about it yeah, yeah. and i'm like hmm se, se escucha raro <laughs> yeah and i'm like i'm like how about one time i don't have i don't have money in my check because i was 18 mm-hmm. i was barely making it um but what i loved about acorns is that they stop taking money from your accounts if they see that you're low Oh. They stop those automatic i i do automatic for everything i mean no me gusta pensar en nada yeah. um so that's one of the things that I loved about Acorns, and I still use it to this day. Yeah, because it's like the yeah. most mindless investing. But imagine a sponsorship the Acorns. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. Acorns! Mira, so Heli Ramon, founder of Dinero Chronicles, por favor. Yeah, yeah, we're here. We're using you. We're gonna send you this audio. Actually, yes, please. Yeah. It's us please. all of a sudden trying to sound sweet. Yeah. yeah. Hi. Tenemos paquetes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that I would say those would be the three, my three tips, right? Like you have to save for your future, um, for emergency that always come up in life. Um, you need to take control of your debt and then you need to start investing and it, and investing doesn't have to be this grand thing. Like literalmente, there's so many apps que hasta con cinco pesos tú puedes empezar o menos. And then it's just, it's just building a habit. All of these things that we spoke about today, it's about just building financial habits. Um, Healthy. Healthy. Yes, yes. Yeah, because we're like, we have habits. Right, right. (laughs) Healthy financial habits. So, um, so yeah. Yo, Ah. si ustedes no aprendieron algo de este episodio, escúchenlo de nuevo. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way. So, Hailey... Thank you so much. This was an amazing talk. I personally learned so fucking much. Um, and we'll be contacting you off the air. Um, I want to say thank you again for being here, for sharing your knowledge with us. And thank you for this opportunity for all of us to learn from you because, coño. <laughs> Where can people find you? Uh, Dinero Chronicles on Instagram. Señores, go follow her. Thank ya tú so sabes, me quité. Thank you for listening and supporting the Tres Golpe Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five-star rating and share it with your friends and familia. Make sure you join El Coro by following us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Tres Golpe Podcast.